0: This podcast is based on real life events that are portrayed to the best of Athena and Amber's memory and also backed by court records and other factual evidence. While all the stories in the podcast are true, some names and identifying details have been changed to protect
1: the privacy of the people involved. Previously on ex-wives undercover. I'm sure you all remember that it was a very emotional episode. I was dealing with the loss of my sister, not to mention COVID had hit everyone in a very hard way. Ben was starting to actually open up and give me a little information about his current girlfriend, Katie. But of course, that didn't last very long because number one, most of the information was false, and number two, another woman surfaced very shortly after. Season two, episode eight, Bonded Forever. Welcome to Ex-Wives Undercover, liars, cheaters, and love cons. I'm Amber and I'm Athena. First we told our story and now
0: we're sharing all of your craziest and most heart-wrenching stories of love gone wrong. Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry, but more importantly,
1: we we stand stand together. together. All right girl, you ready to do this? Let's do it. The views, information, or opinions expressed on our show by our guests are solely the views of those individuals involved, and by no means represent absolute facts. Opinions expressed by the host and guests may change at any time. Our podcast and YouTube show may at times cover sensitive topics, including, but not limited to, suicide, abuse, violence. Listener and viewer discretion is advised.
0: As you can imagine, Elizabeth was a livid when she learned of Katie, and after some good undercover work, she found her.
1: She oh my God, she found, she found her. a flight or something like that. She yes. kind of pretended to be an executive assistant yep. to Ben, and there was a flight, and found out where the flight was going. That's how. Oh my god! It was holy fuck. She she so takes the cake. She found her
0: place of employment, which was listed publicly and she reached out to her and then she wanted to like figure out the dates and times when Ben was gone. And that's when she pretended to be his executive assistant and call and airline back to me. The airline should not have confirmed that he was on that flight, but they did because she lied and said, I'm his executive assistant. And I just want to make sure and confirm the flight status
1: or flight for Mr. Jameson. And they gave her everything. Now that I'm thinking about it, um, when she came at him after knowing the information, excuse me, like you have a fucking girlfriend, da, da, da. she was like, you need to come clean. And so in his effort to be a good person and come clean, because she means so much, he gave her her first and last name. That's what oh. Ben did. I think that's oh. what happened. Then that's all. She probably couldn't find her. So then she found the flight, got the itinerary. Now that she's armed with the first and last name, the state. She starts Googling that industry, and then she starts calling all the salons everywhere. Yep. And then she gets a text response like, yes, this is me.
0: Not surprisingly, Elizabeth got an earful from Katie, and it was confirmed they indeed were overlapping. Katie was one of the lucky ones, though, and kicked his booty to the curb within a few months of dating. I now was in the same position as Athena all those years back when I first came on the scene. I did my very best to be helpful to Elizabeth as she sorted through all Ben's lies. But at the same time, it would be her decision whether she stayed or left him. And I needed to accept what she would ultimately choose to do.
1: I feel like we kind of let them go off and have their own conversation. We stayed out of it because thank God we were not immediately involved with that right then and there. Yeah. It's kinda of, it's kind of nice, right? It's nice.
0: But very that used to be us. <laughs> yeah. Can't I can't deny I was like little bit curious, like, Ooh, what's oh, that conversation? <laughs> so, but we did find out there was a hundred percent overlap. So yeah. between January and March of 2020, he met three women. So at this point, two of the women are finding out about each other. I'm trying to give her information. I'm telling yeah. you the truth and yes. you know, it's sort of sinking in, but they're like going to give him a pass. You can just I feel it happening. And I'm like, yes. what's wrong with you?
1: you I know. know. I know. I,
0: yeah. I was like, you know, more than I ever did. I mean, I had hunches and, you know, a little bit. And then you gave me a little bit, but then, you know, everything, you know, about like stealing money and having felony, you know, drunk driving, you know, about all the women, you know, about this, that and the other. And I'm just like,
1: Oh my gosh, I feel your pain. I, know, I just want to the fact that in. she heard the audio. Cause yeah. it's not only been talking, in all these court hearings, it's the victim speaking and the hurt and the tears and their statements and, um, and visually seeing the documents and that have been submitted, Mm -hmm. I'm sure by the victims too, of him, you think that she would be scared or nervous or heartbroken for these women. Um, but again, an empath, like so many of us. So, again, like you've said with Avery, like hoping that maybe they're the one that changes yeah. that person, I feel like a lot of our conversation
0: she just wanted to know because I was the most recent wife. I remember her vividly saying, "Did he write you letters about the things that he loves about you?" And I'm like, oh, yes,
1: really yes. i, I go, don't I don't remember knowing this,
0: yeah, she sent she's like. I love, I love your hair. I love your eyes. I love the way you make me feel. I love, you know, just this whole list of a hundred things that he loves yes. about you. And I'm like, yes, I actually just received that note in November. Two of them actually. <laughs> and so I hate to burst your bubble oh, and I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm I just know, trying to I reiterate that It is just cut and paste because Athena got a letter similar. Avery got the letters. Deanna got the letters. Our letters are so so similar. Yes.
1: yes. It's like copy,
0: paste, copy, paste, edit, edit. I think what changed with (laughs) these, these girls at the end is that his story's out there. We're talking, we're telling them and they know know. it all, but then he's spinning it to where poor me there they're really trying to, um, punish me. And I have a mental health I- issue and I'm going to therapy and I'm a new change man. And so if he could like, yes, I did all that really horrible stuff, but that's not who I am. And I've sought therapy and you know, you yeah. got the new and improved Ben all three of the girls from California or the one from Seattle, but the, the three last ones anyways, Yeah, they all have seated they feel bad of what we're doing to him when we started the podcast and that it's so, it's so hurtful. And you know, what is this going to do to Sydney? And you could, you could feel that he's gotten to them.
1: Absolutely. And they have that part annoys me the most. Me too. Oh God. I'm like, you suckers. I know what part, when you asked me all those questions, did you not hear that Sydney lived it? She's the one that told Amber and I, everything that happened. We're not doing anything to her We're retelling a story from our point of view that she lived. I mean, I don't, I know I've said this so many times, but it just annoys me because Ben used that, you know, poor him, poor him. And then he used that tactic for the women to feel bad for him. He manipulates them to make us look uncredible. Like we're not good people. And by dropping those hints that, um, we are making him look like a bad father when he's really a great father. He's trying to redo his life, and that he's such a better person now. That's his past. That's his past, right? Like and bullshit. yet, at the same time, they're saying this.
0: Well, that was in the past. He continues to do the same thing because, in the same conversation, I'm having with Elizabeth and everybody is like, "Did you know he lied to you? Did you know he started out with a different name?" So, what part of that is change? He's 18- you. exactly. So he's still dating multiple Good women. Point. The same. Yeah. Right. Multiple people at the same time. What part of that has changed? Um, he's lying, he's manipulating, he's doing everything and here's your evidence. And so I'm trying to figure out how you see that he's a changed person, your brain. It's a weird thing. You believe what you want to believe. That's true. You're so excited and You're,
1: you're, you're excited for this idea that he, uh, you know, the future faking, this yes, this facade of a dream that's going to happen. He's going to be this amazing man because he does lay it on thick. And so the fantasy part is exciting.
0: By late summer, early fall, I was done trying to get Ben to pay me my portion of the divorce settlement. He paid me a very small amount and then provided me with every excuse under the sun for why he couldn't come up with the money. For the entire last year, I was told that the courts don't like to see you file contempt right off the bat and waste their time. And that they want to see that you have actually tried on your own cordially with your ex to have the money. So when I was working with him, that's when he tried to get me to work for him. And I'm like, no, just pay me my money. Um, he paid me two payments of $500. So I got about a thousand dollars. And then he told me he was unemployed. Remember that? And he was getting unemployment. And he couldn't afford it. And so for months and months and months, I'm like, you know what? This is garbage because I can see he's flying to meet women. He's paying for this big fancy house. He's doing this. He's doing that. And I knew he wasn't paying you either. I'm like, this is garbage. So I decided after almost a year, like nine months to just go to the courthouse and file contempt anyways. Yeah, that's when I walk up to the lady. I fill out all the forms and I show her my divorce decree and she goes, girl, you did know you could just take this. This is a money judgment. You just yes. take it to the bank right, and get your money. And I'm like, well, I don't really know exactly what bank because he's had multiple banks and we know from doing the, um, subpoena that he's, he was transferring money everywhere. So I guessed, so I was like, okay, I'm going to go because he's not, he doesn't know it's coming.
1: And because mine like, went through, remember mine went through,
0: that's right. At, and so I was like, try the, at his yes. bank. So I, I did so right now. Cause it would throw money in there. So I hauled ass. I went to the bank that I knew that he did most of his transactions and I said, here you go. And that's like, you were said, the lady came from the back and she's like, well, let me see it. I have to send this to headquarters. So I thought, Oh my God, it's never going to get to headquarters. This is never going to happen. Literally. I'm sitting on the couch that night this was like two o'clock in the afternoon. I haven't talked to Ben, nothing in weeks and months. And all of a sudden I get a call and it's Ben and it went to voicemail. And then he called again and I picked up and I'm, he's like, you took my money. Give oh, it he back. called and me,
1: he called me freaking the fuck out too.
0: I was dying. Cause I was like, Oh, I just turned that in today. I didn't think it was going to go through. It sucked out $30,000 down to zero. He had zero left in that bank account. I was dying, but it was fantastically amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> I was like, block. I don't want to hear from you because I was like, I'm playing. You call gonna... me. You're like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. The buddy went through and I was like, yeah. I'm like locking my doors thinking, oh my God, he's going to have a hit man. Come oh, I know. I know.
1: I, oh, I know. I would have been freaked out. Oh my gosh. I know. Freaked out.
0: But I, you know, now that he knew that I, I mean, I still had 70K I could go after, but that means I have to find what other bank he put it um, at. And so I, at that moment was like, if I never get another penny, it's okay because I paid off my parents. I paid the IVF charges. I paid the rest of my credit card bills off. So I basically broke
1: even. Broke even, yeah. After months and months of delay from Ben, we finally came to an agreement regarding the final parenting plan. All that was left to do was to get him to actually sign the documents and return them to me. I spoke to the mediator and I explained the situation and everything that I'd gone through previously regarding Ben's abuse of litigation. The mediator looked into the case and was blown away by everything he saw. A lot of the cases against Ben had now been, he had been now officially charged before, or I'm sorry, um, convicted. Before they were pending charges, nothing was finalized. But now, boom, 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 now you're seeing things recorded and put it put on
0: Yeah, Um, online
1: and public records. So he obviously could see more than that. Anyway, this man, then he goes on to say, you know what? I was a family court attorney. He's like, I'm a a meteor now because of issues like this. He said, I left that practice because there's so much shady shit that goes down with. You know, men or women, mothers or fathers being represented And. When you see the other parent just get ran over because they don't have an attorney, he goes. It's and then the fees associated. He goes. It was. It starts to break you down as a person. He goes. So I went yeah. into this. So he's like. So I'm not allowed to say certain things. <laughs> Trying to like guide me and say things. And maybe you should look up this as this, but oh, I can't right. really tell you those words. And so it was pretty cool. So he did all that, and then he said. I finally, then he's just like, "You have enough information. You have the upper hand." So I talked to Ben and I told him, "You know, you did this. You did this." Yep. And now Elizabeth just spilled the beans about your thirteen counts of uh, first-degree felony theft. I said, "These are big charges. You're facing jail time." I, I now can get more so what I wanted originally and it's going to be pretty damn easy and he knew it too mm-hmm. not to mention on the parenting plan now that he had actually been officially convicted there's a section on the first second page a or b it talks about restrictions and provisions and you have to formally check the box if you have had any type of domestic violence charges well At the time he was being charged, but had not been officially convicted when they overthrew the last one. Now it was official, had to go on there. Now he's flagged. He advised both of us with the legal, um, you know, within his legal parameters, legal rights. And so he Mm -hmm. did tell him, you're going to have to do this. This does not look good for you. And so this is what the mother will gain. Um, and so therefore he finally decided to sign off on it. And what was the split like time? Was she still living with him? So I did a, I did almost a 50, 50 split, but here's the kicker. If at any point he does ABC or D E F and G, mm-hmm. which is what he does every day. I have the authority to go to schedule B, which is yeah. I get full custody and he yeah. gets to see her on a few breaks, which is where you're at now, which is where I'm at now. Amber and I had been working nonstop through the summer and into fall to make sure that we had everything ready to launch our podcast, Ex-Wives Undercover, on October 30th. We had kept things hidden from Sydney so that her father would not find out. We had enough on our plates without having to deal with the wrath of Ben. He starts off with the hate text, the hate emails, and then... See, I didn't get anything. He started with you. So we aired the first
0: one. October thirtieth, and I would yeah. say by December he was blowing you up,
1: yes, like crazy. He kind of left me alone. He was tracking Sydney's phone, and he watched her and tracked her. Look at Deanna's site where she posted oh, something about something X Y is undercover. Yeah, and that she had she had been a guest on a different pod and shared yeah. her information. Yeah. And oh, so right. he, and then we had liked it as us and he saw yeah. our images as XYZ undercover. We, we liked shared it. it. And so he followed it and stalked everything. Yes. Yeah, so he did. Yeah. So what that's kinds right. of things
0: was he threatening you?
1: He wasn't necessarily threatening. He started off with, um, just you're an asshole. How dare you? You better take that down. Um, so I guess it was kind of threats. You're right. Yeah. Second yeah. attempt is, Poor Sydney, you are a bad mom. I'm taking you to family court. She, you have devastated her. How dare you and Amber do this? Um, you are terrible people Then we're hearing from Elizabeth, you know, little bits and pieces from the family members. This can't be healthy for her. Poor little girl, bitch, seriously, <laughs> this can't be healthy for her. That's what I feel like. I mean, I didn't feel like I did say it like, really, this can't be healthy for her. You... Did this to her, motherfucker. So hypocritical in every sense. I think that blew me up the most. And that's why I'm so touchy about it when people go, oh, but poor," like, should you be doing this? Seriously, you, until you've walked in my shoes, our shoes, mm-hmm. until you have lived every aspect of this story you will never understand. So judge if you will. (laughs) Uh, But until you know the entire thing, which thankfully we've gotten our story out there. So I know our ex-fans know it and our listeners know it. And um, you'll understand that we're here to show Sydney that these things happen to you, Sydney. And now you have the right to feel the way you need to feel, to take the time to grieve, to take the time to... Push through the counseling, but then there has to come a sense of empowerment, right? Mm-hmm. To where now it's okay to be a strong woman and learn from these bad things that have happened to you and move forward in your life. And so you and I, Amber, are are showing her that we're setting a good example of these things happened to us and now we are going to move forward and we're not going to let these events define us we are going to move forward and we're going to live happy and healthy lives and so can you sydney and so can all these other young women middle-aged women older women like you can and all while claiming he is broke he decided to pay an attorney to draft up a cease and desist letter and have the attorney email it to both amber and i both The email was drafted with a bunch of fancy terminology in an effort to scare and intimidate us into closing down our podcast and the website. Although we knew we were legally allowed to share and say what we were, we still couldn't help but feel utterly stressed out over having to prepare for another court battle against Ben. Do you remember how he had created so many fake documents that I wasn't sure if it was real? So I said, I'm going to call him. And I. Oh, the attorney. Yeah. 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 And I, had a, I had a client walking in and I love her. Um, my, my girlfriend, Scotty. And so she walks in cause she knows the whole story and I can actually say and talk and do whatever I want in front of her. And she goes, I said, sorry, like I'm, I'm still on the phone. I it on speakerphone, And then he's like, I go, hi there. I was like, so I just, I received this cease and desist letter. I just you know, I, this might be odd, but I've received a lot of <laughs> fake legal documents in the past. And I just really want to make sure that, you know, Ben Jameson really is a client of yours. And then he's like, yes, he is. And I want you to take this very seriously because it's a very serious matter. And you, I was like, okay, well, that's all you need to know. Bye-bye. And he's like, started like um, being all serious, like trying to like scare tactic me. And I was like, okay, I gotta go. I mean, it has
0: to be 1-800 sleazy. Mm-hmm fucking lawyer.com. I or whatever I'm trying to say. Yeah. But I, he gets the grossest,
1: most vile I know lawyers on the face of the planet to represent. They just want to make money off of them. We need to find an attorney just to guide us again. Like I spent
0: hours that night before we even got the attorney. Because you know me, I'm like, oh my God, and ah, I don't, I can't afford like, seriously, I just got my money and paid off my debt. And here I am going to go back into debt to Defend myself over my free right to free speech or whatever, and I know, I know I spent all night that night, like researching it line by line by line. Do you remember the document I sent you?
1: I was like, never mind, we're good. <laughs> I was like, I went through all the laws. I did too. I did too. That's why I kept telling you it's okay. It I be just fine. went through like, everything myself. I had to do it myself. I have to do it myself. Yes, like, to be fine. And then you found um, Bruce Almighty, and he was yes. missing. So he is the badass that he is
0: you know, he believed us too. And it was so refreshing because and it for so, so long. The lawyers, the system, the courts, everything.
1: I think they just looked at us like we were crazy. I know. And so did he so say that he dealt with a narcissist? Oh, I think he had an ex narcissist in his life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think so. Something so, like that, yeah. so, so once you have, and you've lived it, that's you get it, you get it. So we had that on our side. With our podcast in
0: full force, we felt a new sense of empowerment and duty to share our story to all the other women in the world who have a ben in their life. I should have known there'd be some pushback from him once he caught wind, but I had zero idea what to extent that would be. But we would soon find out. Yeah, I about died. So I it was probably 10 o'clock at night. And I get a FaceTime from Sydney and we always FaceTime. So I picked it up, not even thinking anything of it. And lo and behold, it turns on and I uh, literally almost screamed. I was like, "Ah! what are you doing? What are you doing on Sydney's phone? I knew what he was doing. He, he, oh my gosh, I was so frustrated. It was probably like an hour of you could tell he was trying to get into my good graces and he didn't talk about the podcast initially. I remember this like it was yesterday. It was going to go, but he wanted to start about, I'm the good one that got away and he'll never love anyone like me and blah, blah, blah. And he's crying, Uh legit crying. And, but then I'm like, uh, aren't you with Elizabeth? (laughs) Just wondering because You probably shouldn't be telling me these things because he basically was saying, and I think we addressed this in one of our super early episodes, because he was like, well, it'll never be the same as you. But, you know, I have to just pick up and move forward because you're never going to, you know, so I'm like, I'm sure Elizabeth would really love to hear that. I mean,
1: I'm just like, I know you know, I guess. were we both like, so, uh, are you telling her you're going to move? Cause that's probably not nice. Cause you're probably not ever going to move, but yeah, we know what you do and you're probably pretending you're going to move. So it's not like, do you remember yeah. we were like almost advising him again, such a waste of breath, but I can't even imagine how you felt when you thought it was Sydney that late at night. Oh, I and then it's I just myself. like his, his fucking bail mug on your phone fo- or it was like, uh, oh, oh my oh, God. It was
0: like a full scream. Like, Oh I my God. Visuals. I have visuals.
1: I can just I see it all playing. Up. I should have hung up and I don't know why I even entertained it, but you know why we entertain it. We entertain it because I feel like he gives us information to enough, just enough information, even if they're lies to go forward and plan ahead. Cause that, then we get a vibe of what he's up to
0: once the, you know, I love you so much and I just want my family and blah, blah, blah. It wasn't necessarily, he was trying to get me back, but he wanted me to know how much he loved me and he still loves me. And and you could tell he knew that that wasn't working with me. And I was like, well, you know,
1: Were you thinking, on. Oh, this is the ploy to get us to take the podcast down.
0: Not yet. Cause okay. for the first half of the conversation, I'm like, what is the point? When I was trying to hang up, then all of a sudden it shifted to, um, the podcast and how it's just so devastating for Sydney. And, you know, Amber, I know you're a better person than this. And then I got pissed and then I kind of knew, Oh, so you want to tell me you love me? Just because you wanted me to like have the heartstrings pulled. So I would take down the podcast because he's good. He's really good. And he, he actually weakened me to the point where I, I even said, I'm not going to take down the podcast because I'm, yeah. I'm very passionate about this. And I feel like this is my voice and I, it's cathartic and I need to do this for myself, but if it makes you feel better, I will, um, talk about mental health issues and people that have what you have. <laughs> And we can kind of talk about that side of things. Yeah. You know, I'd be happy to kind of discuss it. Hey, if you want to come on, come on to the podcast. He was not happy with that though. That's when he flipped on I know, I remember that. Then it went when he realized that he wasn't going to wear me down. And the the only compromise I was going to do is like, sure, I'll talk about mental health. I'll talk about borderline. I'll talk about, you know, Why people like you do the things that you do. We might have a psychologist on, Hey, I I'd be down for that, but I'm not going to stop telling my story and I'm not going to take down the website and then that pissed him off. And then game on. It was, it was, you know, but the good part was that Sydney little known to me, she was listening on the other side of the door.
1: Yes, that's right. I was going to say
0: that. She's the one that was so upset and she called you, but she was like, mom, I overheard dad. Saying he loves Amber and he Dad was, will give me back my phone. He stole my phone. And then I heard him talking to Amber and FaceTiming her. And, and she and was but, upset because she had to go to Elizabeth's house the next day. His yes. girlfriend. Oh my god, he, that's right. Yes. And she this knew what memory. he had just told me. And she felt bad about that.
1: Like, I know
0: my dad shouldn't be telling his ex-wife how in love he still that's is. Because right.
1: she said that specifically. Like she was upset. She said, crying. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's telling. Yeah. Elizabeth, all these things that we misconstrued it. No, but I he think... told, you know, he's, t- she goes, he told Elizabeth, he loves her too. And oh, then, yeah. then, oh my God, mom, I, I think Daddy's talking to somebody else too. At the same time, there's a new girl and it's so messed up because she, at this point was starting to feel like we said last time, like, um, defensive over these mm-hmm. women that have been hurt. And so, yeah. She was starting now. She's starting to feel angry and
0: her listening in and eavesdropping on her, his conversation. She could really see what he does and how he yes. manipulates women. Like the point he's telling one woman this, and then he's telling the other woman this and she can see it. I know you can see so it. Shady. So, yeah. So then I became devil number two when I would not cave I know. <laughs> after
1: that. Uh, It's a new devil in town, folks.
0: Within a few more months, me and Athena would hear little rumblings that things weren't going well with Bennett and Elizabeth. I have to give it to her. She was adamant that Ben do the right thing and start paying Athena back the child support he owed her and me the remaining amount due on
1: the divorce settlement. But Ben continued to lie to her. She had him at a distance. She wasn't sure what she was going to do, but she was going to continue to see him and date him. So he would say that that they were boyfriend-girlfriend. Maybe she was a little embarrassed to admit to us that they still had a title because she had talked a lot of shit and how strong I she was know. and fuck him and yeah. an that taught me what to do. I'd never go back to that. So I maybe know. there was, I think that was like swirling around at the moment. But um, we did know that deep down, Elizabeth is a really good person and a softy at heart like all of us and that she really was advocating for you very much. So actually, and you too, she was forcing him to make things right with you,
0: but here's the deal. I mean, yes, I I appreciate all of her efforts, but in a certain way, if you think about it, I could put a lien on any house. They were talking about moving in and buying house together. So if they did that, then I could take part of their house. I can put a lien on it. So I remember telling her, I was like, Elizabeth, don't go buying a house with him because, you know, I can put a lien on (laughs) it. So
1: don't do that. I just put an end to this relationship, pay off anything financially you need to, Mm so on and so forth. And so it's so funny because the day you called me and you're like, uh, what the fuck? Why did I just get an empty envelope sent to me by Ben? Mm -hmm. And immediately you already had this story knew. played yeah. out in your head. And then he told me, I was like, 100, 100%, 100% mm-hmm. you're 100% accurate. He is trying to pretend that he sent you something clearly. I'm sure Elizabeth was right with him as he pretended to send you, but what is he trying to send you? What is he, li- what, is, what lie is he carrying out to make Elizabeth feel good about the situation? We knew she must've been, Uh, part of this facade of a story that he was creating. And we were right because you reached out to her. She was saying, take care of the ex-wife,
0: get the money, put it, you know, an end to this. Um, He was trying to tell her that our lawyers, that my lawyer in particular, was holding things up and that we were trying to get added interest put on. And we were just stalling and we were causing so much trouble. And so I told her, I said, Elizabeth, I don't have a lawyer anymore. I haven't for the last year. That's right. Oh no my one's gosh, yes. yes. Ben doesn't have a lawyer. I don't have a lawyer. We're divorced. There's no bickering and nor am I holding up anything. Oh my gosh. So
1: I forgot he, about that.
0: Yes. So he told her that he <laughs> sent me the legal docs and all I have to do is sign and then I'll be done. But I'm so troublesome and I just won't by him okay. sending me. A FedEx envelope with nothing in it, he has a receipt to show that he sent me something and that it was received. So no one's gonna know whether it was empty or not, or it had any kind of documentation. So he could, you know what I mean?
1: And she doesn't know you. So how why would she believe you? Yes, like sure, Amber. I'm sure it did. Why would he do that? That's crazy because he is crazy, Mofo. He is
0: crazy. So I vividly, once me and you talked, and I was like, I know what he's doing, he's trying to set me up and made, make me look like a oh fool. I texted Ben and Elizabeth. And I said, Just oh, on so a, you know, uh, yes, on a thread. Was, yes. Here's the picture of the empty envelope. I don't know what he's trying to do. I can only assume he needs receipts to show you. Cause he always wants to show receipts so that he's telling the truth. Yes. And so she didn't say a word. He begins attacking me Starts calling me a stalker and that I'm obsessed with him. Yeah,
1: oh my god. And, and I, I it's all coming back to me. Oh, my god, oh dying, my god, I'm dying. You were like, oh fuck, now he's making me the crazy person. Like he yes. did it. Yes. I am the crazy person. Yes. I was like, welcome to my world, bitch. I was so
0: oh my god. So mad. You were so mad. I and I played into it for a second. I was like, you son of a bitch. Then I started just, you know doing the laughing emojis and then he'd get even
1: more riled up and Do you remember? i told you i was like tell them yeah you- tell them you'll pray for him yes oh yes! my gosh! just send a laughy emoji oh my gosh i've he- learned
0: oh my gosh it was the best advice ever because he just lost his shit, and i was dying going just call me athena because i am the new you oh, holy crap I and until it happens I to you you just have no idea and so then I'm having a private conversation with Elizabeth even though she doesn't chime in on the group text. That's right. Don't you guys call each other and talk on the phone? Or as I was like, just a week ago, he's telling me that he loves me, blah blah blah, you guys are clearly together. And she's like, "Well, he told me that I misconstrued what he said." And so I'm looking like a dumbass going, "I know what I heard. I'm not lying." Sydney heard, I'm telling you, he was telling me these things, but yet he's making me look like a crazy person. Like I misconstrued the words that came out of his mouth. So Elizabeth's
1: like, he had a whole different story about what he really did say to you. Yes. And it had nothing to do with the truth. After a few nights at Ben's home, Sydney was back with me for the rest of the week. While we were hanging out in the kitchen, Sydney saw a text message pop up on my phone from Elizabeth. Sydney asked me why Elizabeth was messaging me, and I told her that we were friendly and we'd text randomly to say hi to one another. And that is when my little gossipy preteen decides to ask me if Elizabeth had told me what had happened a few nights ago when her dad had fallen down the stairs. Elizabeth is in the process of moving from her home in Bellevue uh, back to Utah. And so she had, I believe, given Ben a key because she had gifted the couch. She's like, I'm not taking with me. so she'd gifted it to Ben's mother so that Ben could go in, grab some of the furniture, take it to his mom, so on and so forth. There were cameras put up and, um, and so she was in the process of, 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 moving. And so they were still in touch. And I was just like, I reached out to her and I said, I heard you're moving this, that, and the other, she'd responded. And um, in a text message, and I remember Cindy seeing it in the kitchen going, you guys talk, <laughs> are you guys fighting? i like, no we're friend. we're friendly that's not what my dad says I'm like babe we're friendly like she's moving she's going back and she goes oh wow you do know a lot mom I go yeah so then she's like did she tell you what happened last night and I'm like I don't know she does tell me a lot of stuff but you tell me because I'm good at this stuff now mm mm-hmm. I'm like, reverse psychology. I'm like, well, you tell me what you know, and I'll tell you if I know what you know. Or yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you anymore. He punched a hole in the wall. And Elizabeth has not come over since because they were fighting. All they do is I... ever fight. She goes, so then a few days later, which was last night in the present day, as I'm speaking to her night before, she goes, then I'm talking on FaceTime to my friend and I'm standing there and. Dad doesn't even realize I'm there, but I was trying to show my friend Trixie because Trixie was on the ledge. So I, my, my camera reversed and all of a sudden dad throws himself down the stairs and my friend was like, oh my gosh. And she was like looking at her for going, what, what? And, she, and then, oh my gosh, like her friend's freaking out, like basically saw her dad throw himself down the stairs. Is your dad okay? And then Cindy's like, what? And she's like, dad, are you okay? It was the, 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 you know, and, yeah. she goes down and he's like, oh my gosh. And he's like, uh, uh, call Elizabeth. I need help. I call Elizabeth. And it just sank in Cindy's head like, oh, my God, my dad's fucking crazy. She hasn't spoken to him for the last two days because they got in that fight. He punched that hole in the wall and she blocked his calls. They've been fighting in the bedroom. He's been trying to blow her up like she's an eavesdropper. So she knows all this. Right. So now she put two, two together like. It's all coming together. She's a smartest little kid, so her big kid now at this point. So she's like, "No, Dad, Elizabeth said you can't call her. Like she blocked you, Dad. Here's. It's almost like she's the fucking parent, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. So then he's like, "I." She goes, "I'm gonna call nine one one, calling his bluff." And then he's like, "No, I said call Elizabeth. Call her. Call her from your phone. Call her now." And she's like. But dad, she's not talking. He's like screaming at her. I said, so she's like, fine, like crying, like he's like bossing her. She's like, dad, like my dad fell down the stairs and he needs your help. And so I said, oh my god, like what the fuck? I'm like, oh my god, I'm not surprised, but I'm just like, I'm, I remember he I'm did pissed. that with
0: Avery when he had the kidney
1: failure. Oh, and oh, Paul and cancer, Avery. and Paul Avery. disappearing, and- yeah. I'm going to kill myself with us. It's just another ploy. And so anyways, I said, that happened. She said she ended up coming over. Then they were together in his bedroom and she took care of him, got him to bed. And he just, she had to take care of him because he couldn't move in bed for a a day or so. And she stayed over that night. So it worked. It worked. After a few months, Elizabeth began to ease her way out of the girlfriend title and into the friend zone. She then told me that she had decided to move back to her hometown in Utah. And while in the process of her move, I received a few messages from her regarding Ben doing odd and suspicious things. And somehow, some way, there was internal and external ring cameras. She calls me and she's kind of freaking out. And she's like, I'm so sorry to bother you, but I'm just really upset. Have you talked to Ben? Have you talked to Sydney? I'm like, uh, I talked to Sydney. I obviously don't talk to Ben, like, you know why? And she goes, "Okay, I'm so sorry to ask this of you. But I gave him a key and he was able to come into my home. I told him, do not do not touch my video surveillance. Like, I do not trust him. And it was like it was like a blast from the past, like when she was angry and fucking hating him the way she was talking, how open and candid she was. Because she was so angry. So that was coming out. So I was like, tell me more. So she goes, I can't see shit going on in my house. He did it on purpose. After I specifically told him not to turn off my fucking cameras. I tried to call Sydney. She answers for a minute. And then her dad made her hang up the phone on me. Later, within a day or so, she texts me. I'm like, okay, what the fuck is going on What happened? She said he made up some fake fucking story that he took them down because he wanted to see me. So he was going to drive all the way to Utah to hand deliver them to me to see me as a surprise. Please. Please. I still don't know what he was up to. I wonder if he either. was checking to see if he could tap into them or steal them for future use so he could stalk one of us.
0: I don't, I don't know. know. That's so I so
1: weird. I know. Maybe it was a ploy because she wasn't speaking to him. So he took him down as like leverage.
0: Yeah, probably. I mean, he's done that clearly. It's the only
1: thing I could think of. hmm that same week, Amber and I continued to vet the request to join our new private Facebook group. We knew that Ben was already trying to create fake accounts in order to get any additional information to use against us in his attempts to shut our podcast down. Amber had come across a woman and took a screenshot and sent the image to me. She asked if I knew this woman and that her name and her picture looked extremely familiar. I agreed with Amber, but we could not figure out who she was. And after making sure it wasn't another fake account made by Ben, we accepted her request to join our private Facebook group. If we only realized then that this was the woman that was actually Ben's newest victim, we would have warned her much, much sooner. This poor woman never had a chance. I just remember
0: sending you that picture going, do you think this is Ben? Should we let her in our private Facebook group? At this point, we hadn't outed Ben yet.
1: No. No. So she
0: got into the Facebook group and she didn't have a lot of information, but
1: yeah. Do you remember times we were going back and forth? Should we out him? Should we, should we not? Yes. Should we, but we were still uh, dealing with the, the legal stuff. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we're like, once that's finalized, we'll do it. So there were so many times we wanted to post who his real identity. Rachel, she, this is an entire year
0: later. January of 2021 is when she reached out to our private Facebook group and she had listened to about eight podcast episodes. Oh, she met him. The same quarter, the first quarter of 2020, she had carried on an off and on type of, I can't remember exactly what month where they were like exclusive,
1: but clearly not to mention the fact that the new girl, Rachel, lived in a neighboring, um, well, right next door to Katie. So
0: we still don't know about Rach yet. We know this fake, or this account that I thought was fake. This was actually her. She caught when something was not right. She obviously started fishing. She landed, so he also gave her a fake ID. Yes. Same with Elizabeth, but somehow yeah. she got his real name and she landed on your personal Facebook page. And that's when she saw the podcast.
1: Oh. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, and there is so much more that happens after that. Once Elizabeth and Katie were out of the picture, there was still one woman left, who also began dating Ben on and off for the last year. Now, we still did not put two and two together regarding the familiar looking woman named Rachel who had requested to join our private Facebook group. But when Sydney began hearing more and more about this woman, she confessed her concern. So it was the A-team to the rescue. She had to be warned about what she was about to get into. It wasn't easy to track her down, but finally, we prevailed and found a contact number for Rachel. And just three and a half months after she first joined the Facebook group, Amber and I sent the following text message. Hi, Rachel. We were given your information recently, and we wanted to reach out to you and tell you the truth about the guy you are dating. His name is Brandon Johnson, but we recently found out that he is also going by Brandon Crane, He is not the person you think he is. He preys on single moms and we feel it's important that you know, especially because you do have children. As expected, we were met with no response for a few days, but she did come around and was willing to hear us out. We both sent Rachel pages and pages of court records and factual evidence and Amber even spent over two hours speaking with her on the phone. We did all we could, now it was up to her. We knew that once Ben found out that we had talked to Rachel and his lies were exposed, it wasn't going to end well. And sure enough, it didn't. Thankfully, Amber's persistent sleuthing saved our asses because only a few weeks later while checking up on Ben's upcoming court dates, she noticed that Ben had secretly filed restraining orders against both of us. Amber also saw that my hearing date was only three days away. You have got to be kidding me. I can't breathe. Oh, my God. I have one, too. Ah, I'm going to die. Because first you were like, this. it's you. And then you're like, oh, oh, shit, it's me. It's me, it's me too. It's oh, me, too.
0: My eyes just zoned in on this domestic violence restraining order. And I'm like,
1: no. When I talked to Bruce, I... I was like, oh my God, there's this, this is fraudulent. And he's like, okay, I need to be on board. Yeah. And that's when we talked and then he came on board. And then I had the next judge and he was such a dick. Next time on Ex-Wives Undercover. Just when you think it can't get any crazier, Ben pulls out all the
0: stops. This was a straight up Jerry Springer show. You saw, he was found where? In his underwear? What? (laughs) What's there? Who's there? What is going on? Oh I my about gosh. died.
1: I about died. And once again, if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a five-star review. And make sure to join our private Facebook group for even more juicy info. You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And of course, you can always visit our site at www.xwivesundercover.com.